time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. But Joseph and Chris present to you... Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello everybody and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. This is a show where we plop down on the living room floor with a big bowl of cereal and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And today our spooktacular October continues when we watch The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror from 1990. This show has released 25 episodes so far. 26 is coming up. It's annual. It's ongoing. It's lasted pretty much the whole duration of The Simpsons seasons, starting with season two and onward annually. This is created by Matt Groening, James L. Brooks, and Sam Simon originally. For a short synopsis of this, a series of Halloween specials in the animated series The Simpsons, each consisting of three separate self-contained segments. These segments usually involve The Simpsons' family in some horror, science fiction, or supernatural setting. That's pretty apt. It's pretty accurate. It's like a horror anthology series just of The Simpsons. Basically, yeah. And it's hilarious. (laughs) Some notable actors, we'll just name off a few because there are so many Simpsons actors involved. We got Dan Castaneda as Homer, just, and these, okay, so these people also play many characters, so this is just going to be their top character that I'm going to be naming off. So Dan Castaneda as Homer, Julie Kavner as Marge, Nancy Cartwright as Bart, Yardley Smith as Lisa, Harry Shearer as Ned Flanders, and Hank Azaria as Moe, and many, many, many more. Those are just a few of the top build characters in this show, obviously on the Fox Network. Chris, what are some memories that you have of this show, if any? Not a whole lot, because I grew up in a really strict house, so there is certain things I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid. Simpsons being one of them, MTV being the big one, they wouldn't let me watch MTV. Nice. I remember watching The Simpsons with my parents a couple times, and then... It must have had some sort of joke that they were like, ah, Chris shouldn't be seeing this at his age. <laughs> so then they wouldn't let me watch it anymore. They still watched it occasionally, but I, I would have to go downstairs and play Nintendo while they watched it. So, Oh, man. But I remember, and I remember a specific Halloween being a kid. I don't know what year it was or what I was dressed up as, but I remember being in my living room after I was done trick-or-treating, dumping out all my candy to kind of, you know, take inventory with one of my friends. And I remember one of the Treehouse of Horror episodes being on and not really paying much attention to it because, you know, candy. But <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I mean, so it's something that I, I remember as a kid and never actually got to partake in. So I was really excited to try this. Yeah, I was super excited to hear about you trying it. And this is me actually hearing you trying it now. Like, I don't know what you thought about it. I'm excited to hear what you took from it. So just for a few fun facts on this, it was inspired by the EC Comics horror tales. It's more violent and darker than the average Simpson episode. So I can imagine your parents not wanting you to watch these especially because there is blood and gore and a lot of death in these in particular. <laughs> it's non-canon, of course. It takes place outside of the regular Simpsons universe. And And actually, the aliens Kang and Kodos, who are pretty synonymous with The Simpsons now, originated in the Treehouse of Horror specials, and they really only appear primarily in those as well. But they're in every single one to date, even if it's just a tiny role in like the opening credits or something, they're in every single one. 
With the credits in these episodes, they contain quote-unquote scary names. So instead of Matt Groening, you would have Bat Groening. James L. Brooks would be James Hellbrooks. And even when Conan O'Brien was producing on this show, he was creepy Conan O'Brien. And these specials are very highly regarded among fans, myself included, and have won several animation and sound editing awards specifically for the specials. Each one consists of four parts, three separate segments, and then the wraparound story. I'll just jump into my memories of this now. And The Simpsons, or in this case, Treehouse of Horror Special, is one of those shows that I have the fondest, most vivid memories of. Like, my dad used to have these VHS tapes with Treehouse of Horror Specials recorded on them, and I would basically just watch those on repeat after being kind and rewinding, of course. Just as a side note, like, I feel like that joke is only our generation would really understand it. And before, kids nowadays, they know nothing about VHS. Oh, yeah. Like, that's something they'll never understand. And re-recording over VHS tapes, like, over and over and over. As long as you got, like, a piece of scotch tape to put over that little square indent, then you can keep recording on it, like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to start looking worse and worse. You're going to get all that tracking lines. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out to Blockbuster, though, for permanently instilling a sense of common decency in me to be kind and rewind. I feel like I've carried that through my life, and I am a nicer person because of it. I'm more respectful. It shaped a lot of morals back in the day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So thanks, Blockbuster Video. Anyway, I digress a little bit. So I have fond memories of this, essentially, is what I'm saying. So let's go ahead and jump into our three Treehouse of Horror segments that we watched for today's show. The very first episode, the highest rated episode, and finally, a random or listener recommended episode. And this week, we start off with the very first episode from season two, episode three. This is the first segment of the very first Treehouse of Horror special Bad Dream House. For a short synopsis of this, this segment involves a haunted house that is based on various theatrical haunted houses, primarily Amityville Horror and Poltergeist. That's really all I got. So let's elaborate on that. (laughs) I mean, that still describes it because some of the references were extremely obvious. And that's part of the fun of these episodes is that each episode is some sort of parody or nod to something in the greater horror movie universe. So... There's just like little gems hidden throughout each episode, and this one especially had a lot, so that was a lot of fun for me. Having not seen it before, not knowing exactly what to expect, I kind of had an idea of what some of the comedy might be like, because I I was a big fan of Futurama, but never really got into The Simpsons too much. So I had an idea of the comedy, what I might be looking for, but it was actually funnier than I was expecting, and it was cool seeing all of the different nods to everything else. Like you said, Amityville Horror, you've got blood coming down the walls and lots of references to Poltergeist. So that was a lot of fun. And this actually, just to go back a little bit to the wraparound of this particular Treehouse of Horror, this is the only one that actually used a treehouse setting. So it kind of set the bar for everything else where it starts off with a wraparound story of Bart and Lisa telling each other scary stories in the treehouse. But this house is one that it speaks to the Simpsons. They find it for a real cheap price. So they move in and the house is telling them, get out and things like that. (laughs) Just trying to scare them out of the residence. Like you said, there's the bleeding walls there's flying objects <laughs> the bleeding walls is one of my favorites because marge walks into the kitchen and there's blood just dripping down the walls and she's not even that concerned she's just like oh this place needs a woman's touch <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that's just absolutely hilarious it really ramps up when the simpsons are all trying to kill each other at a certain point where everyone's yeah. got a knife or an axe or something and is chanting that die die everybody die and right. they're just laughing maniacally 
And Marge still being the voice of reason is the one that has to come out and round everybody up, bring everybody back to their senses. One of the best parts of that scene was, so they were all sleeping and the house is kind of getting in everybody's head, telling them, you know, you got to go kill the others, blah, blah, blah. Kind of brainwashing them. Each of them picks up knives and goes downstairs to try to kill each other. Except Marge instead goes into the kitchen and starts making a sandwich. <laughs> oh, another great part about that, like getting in their heads in, in bed, like you were saying, is when he's talking to Bart, the house is talking to Bart, and he's like, are you my conscience? And the house is like, oh, yes, yes, yeah, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I did enjoy uh, the, the vortex joke also, which was kind of towards the beginning. It was in the kitchen. There's this vortex in the wall of the kitchen and marge is just like hey homer can you take a look at this and they're looking at it and he's like oh cool and he like throws i think he throws an orange through it and it gets sucked in then this wadded piece of paper shoots out and it says something to the effect of please don't throw your trash in here or something like that (laughs) what ends up happening and just this is direct tie back to poltergeist is their house is built on an ancient indian burial ground right So eventually the house is doing everything it can to get rid of them or have them killed. And Marge has had enough. So Marge kind of steps up and puts the house in its place, starts yelling at it, you know, telling it to basically be nice and that they're there to stay. So they need to get along, things like that. And then the house just immediately he's like, oh, OK, and kind of backs down and he's a little sad <laughs> about it. But And then the, the kids kind of see their opening. So Bart and Lisa are kind of telling the house what to do. Bart's like, make the walls bleed again. And uh, <laughs> no. just kind of bossing it around and stuff, which was really funny. It was a nice like turn with the script there. Yeah, the power switched really quick, and the house yeah. is like, oh, I need a second to think about this. And so the Simpsons <laughs> leave for just a second, and he's like, live with the Simpsons? What choice do I have? You just see it implode on itself and basically yeah. get sucked into its own vortex. So that's how Poltergeist ended, didn't it? Like, it kind of imploded in on itself, sort of. Yeah. Right. I think that was a really good way to end the episode. Yeah, it was um, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny seeing that this more powerful poltergeist ghost type thing with all this power and different things it can do would rather just destroy itself than have to (laughs) put up with this family. (laughs) (laughs) That was was a pretty good good episode. Yeah, so what'd you think of it overall, that episode? I thought it was great. It it was a really good introduction for me too because it kind of set the stage for the rest of the ones that we were going to watch as far as the tone for like what I can expect and things like that. So I really liked it. And, you know, uh, looking back on it as an adult, I'm I'm probably more desensitized to violence and things like that now. Cause I'm like, you know, it's not, it wasn't that bad. Like I think an, an older kid, I think would be fine watching it, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm going to be a really bad like parent one of these days, but <laughs> or I'm like, that's not parent. bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess let's jump over to our next episode. The second one we watched, which was Time and Punishment. This is from Treehouse of Horror number five, which is season six, episode six. This is the second segment of this Treehouse of Horror. For a short synopsis, Homer repeatedly travels back in time and alters the future. Upon failing to restore the future, he settles for a reality close to his own. I mean, that really tells the whole story, but there's so much about this episode that's to love. And overall, Treehouse of Horror 5 is the best rated Treehouse all around. All of the episodes were rated really well. So 
it was kind of tough to pick the one to single out, but I noticed a lot of positive attention around time and punishment, so I figured I'd bring this one to the table to show you. It was funny, too, because it was very different from the other ones we watched. It was more like a Twilight Zone-ish kind of deal rather than horror. It was just Homer getting put in this really weird situation and things not working out and him just causing all kinds of problems. Yeah, wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting like creepy stuff, but this surprised me in a good way because it was really enjoyable. The story was funny and I love the way it starts out with they're just having a talk at the kitchen table <laughs> and all of a sudden <laughs> Lisa, I don't remember as Bart Lisa, there's like, dad, your hand's in the toaster and he just starts freaking out and he's waving his arm and trying to get it off and yeah. he falls down and gets it off but then they're just like right off the bat your hands in the toaster again yeah <laughs> he does the he same thing he puts his back so. up against the fridge and just slides down the <laughs> fridge relieved and it, it's in there again and just <laughs> waving around breaks the toaster instead of just pulling his hand out he just has to smash it so the, the opening is him doing that and then having to fix a toaster but in doing so he accidentally creates a time machine of sorts that is really the plot of this whole episode turns the toaster into a time machine sucks him in and one thing that i enjoyed was as he's kind of falling through the time stream he runs into mr peabody and sherman oh <laughs> yeah also in the time stream you know younger listeners probably don't know what that is i think they did like some sort of remake of that recently but oh yeah yeah if you don't know it was basically like a boy who was sherman and his dog mr peabody who was extremely intelligent and they would time travel and just get into all kinds of mix-ups so they see them in there, and I remember Sherman said something to Homer, and <laughs> Mr. Peabody's just like, quiet, you. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I like the idea of Mr. Peabody being kind of a jerk to Sherman. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. In this episode, his first interruption of time is coming back to his time period, and then it being a dystopian future where Flanders rules the world. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny too. And a great and a great part of that is where he's running from the dogs and he's like he's like all right I've got these sausages and the obvious thing would be to throw it back to the dogs but instead he's just like I'm going to eat them to give me the energy to escape these dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but it does work though. He eats the sausages and speeds up and gets away from them and back into the house. I enjoy those kind of subtle jokes involving Homer cuz it shows you how much of a moron he is. <laughs> Definitely. They had this thing going on in that time period too called re-education where um, they were basically performing like little lobotomies on everybody who wasn't obeying the rules. But then they would give you the little piece they took out in a little jar so you could keep it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice little souvenir. Anybody who was being a negative Nelly. Yeah, that was it. A negative Nelly. (laughs) So he gets back and decides to go back in time and try to fix... What he did by going back again, but doing nothing, and it doesn't work out. (laughs) He tries to do nothing, and then in trying to step over everything, he trips? Or no, does he sit down on... I think he gets scared by a dinosaur, I think. Oh, yeah. I think the T-Rex pops out of the trees. He gets scared. yeah. Trips, and then as he's falling, there's this little fish, the first step in evolution basically <laughs> crawling out of the water on its fins starting to walk and he like lands right on it and smashes it <laughs> yeah M- mustn't squish mustn't touch made it and then falls down squish. on it so that time he goes back 
to the present and he's not there for very long this time and everyone's a giant oh right yeah and bart and lisa kind of open the house and see him in there and they think he's like a bug or something they're like trying to squish him yeah they want to squish him so then he um has no choice but to go back in time one more time to see if he can fix it is this the one where he sneezes Yes, this was my favorite one. Yeah, the the T-Rex comes again and tries to eat him. Homer sneezes, and these dinosaurs are not used to this virus. So the T-Rex sneezes and then dies immediately, spreads to the next dinosaur. It's just a domino effect of dinosaurs dying. And Homer's just like, oh, this is going to cost me. (laughs) Is that when... It's just like the... I like how they did it. Just each dinosaur sneezes and then just falls over dead. Yeah. (laughs) Which was just really funny to see. It was hilarious. It was a great visual. Was this the one where he comes back and his family's dressed all nicely? They're all rich. Yes, and they're rich. Patty and Zelma are dead. And... uh, And Homer is just like, uh, Marge, dear, would you kindly pass me a donut? She has no idea what a donut is. And that just he's, he's freaking out because that to him screams. is like his worst nightmare. So he runs back to the basement to travel back again. And then it starts raining. And this is a fantastic scene. And donuts oh, yeah. are just falling from the sky. Yeah. Marge is like, oh, it's raining again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after he goes back to the uh, past again. So he had just missed basically what would be his ultimate dream the perfect world yeah the perfect world he gave it up so he goes back Um, this so next time he goes back to the dinosaur period he just starts destroying everything like he grabs a club and just starts crushing everything in sight (laughs) because nothing else has worked (laughs) out for him and he's just furious and this is cool because it goes through where the the house is transforming into all these different types of houses like you have a flintstone type house And then like a a pioneer house, you have a a shoe like in Mother Goose and just various things. They're underwater at one point. And then it gets him to a point where he comes in and everything seems normal. They sit down to eat. The rest of the Simpsons have just a snake tongue come out when they're eating their food. Lizard tongues that like shoot out and grab the food and pull it into their mouth. But Homer's just like, you know what? Oh, well. Yeah, he's done. So it kind of pans out and you're in the spaceship with the two aliens. Kang and Kodos. Kang and Kodos. Okay. So they're kind of laughing at Homer and his inability to handle time travel. Then they get changed into Sherman and Mr. Peabody. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then once again, Mr. Peabody tells Sherman to be quiet. Quiet, you. (laughs) It's perfect. It was good. It was really good. So you liked that episode too? I did. I liked them both. So far, so good. This next one, this last one we watched was actually chosen by me because it's my favorite episode of the Treehouse of Horror. And I'll explain why in a second. This one is Clown Without Pity from the third Treehouse of Horror from season four. It's episode five. And this is the very first segment of Treehouse of Horror 3. I wanted to say real quick that I really like the little segments before each Treehouse of Horror episode, like for each season where they come out and give kind of like a disclaimer, like on a stage. And it's usually like Marge saying something to the effect of, you know, this might not be suitable for your kids. Maybe you should put them to bed and not write us like hate mail the next day. (laughs) And so Homer does one and he's talking about it's not suitable for any of you like, you know, stuck up religious types, things like that. And then he's like, I dare you to turn off the TV stuff like that but then the screen goes blank (laughs) and Marge is like did you just tell them to turn off the TV and he's like oh (laughs) that's good stuff 
What's funny about that actually is that after the fifth Halloween special, they don't do that anymore because it was just, yeah, it was just taking too long to write and it was taking too much time out of the episode. So they actually stopped that after the last one we watched. I mean, it was just kind of coincidence that we only watched one of the first five, up to five, yeah, that had it. So I'm sorry that one of your favorite parts is now gone. (gasps) Who knows? They might bring it back. You never know. Just took it down a peg. (laughs) So for a description for this one, an evil Krusty the Clown doll makes life hell for the Simpsons. And the reason I love this one so much is because, A, I just love any kind of doll horror, like Child's Play, like what this is based off of, which is Living Doll, the Twilight Zone episode, and just any various iteration where there are killer dolls involved. So this appealed to me as a kid, and rewatching it was really funny, and I enjoyed it. Now, I can say, um, just to go off of that, since it is based off Twilight Zone, the Living Doll, I remember seeing that episode of Twilight Zone when I was a kid, and it scared the bejesus <laughs> out That's of awesome. me. That's awesome. And like, I I still remember it now and how it made me afraid of dolls and things like that. It probably didn't help that around the time I saw it, I was also reading like Goosebumps, like Night of the Living Dummy and stuff like that. I had one of those My Buddy dolls sitting up on a bookshelf and I could never look at that (laughs) thing the same. I was so scared of it. That's basically Chucky you've got up there. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much a brown haired Chucky sitting on my bookshelf watching (laughs) me sleep. And for a kid with a very active imagination, that is not a good combination. (laughs) So, like, I was terrified of that thing for so long um, to, like, eventually I had to have my parents pack it away (laughs) because it was freaking me out so much. That being said, I would think that I, I I mean, I'm still kind of creeped out by things like that to this day. But that being said, this ended up being my favorite episode out of all the ones that we watched. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it was so funny. The comedic spin off of that sort of thing was perfect. I chose well then. I'm glad you liked this one, really. You chose well. So yeah, it was an homage to Talkie Tina because the Crest of the Clown doll has dialogue that's almost directly like Talkie Tina's from the Twilight Zone episode. And it starts with being Bart's birthday. Homer didn't get him a gift. So he has to go out and immediately find him something. And for whatever reason, he wanders into a shop. It's called like the Shop of Evil or something. And it specifically right. says <laughs> that like get your evil items here or something like that. I enjoyed that. I thought that was really cool because it just reminds me of those stereotypical like ancient Chinese shops that you would get something like from yeah, gremlins exactly. when he gets uh, the interaction that homer has with a shopkeeper is really funny where he's like take this object but beware it carries a terrible curse and homer's just like oh that's bad and he says uh but it comes with a free frogert which he's explained <laughs> earlier is frozen yogurt, frozen yogurt that he calls frogert so and homer says <laughs> that's good and then he's like the frogert is also cursed that's bad <laughs> So that's just the opening of this episode leading to getting that Crest of the Clown doll to take home to Bart. And it has a drawstring on it. You pull it. It'll say various pre-recorded lines or so you would think. And then first thing it says to Bart is... It's something like, I love you. Like, you're my best yeah. friend. You know, really happy oh, that things is, that you would expect a doll like that yeah, to say. Yeah, like, just like Talkie Tina, just like Chucky. It's just like, I'm Crest of the Clown and I love you very much. <laughs> and then it's sitting there with Homer and then he's he's playing around with it and it says like, and I don't like you very much. And then leading up to it, telling Homer that it's going to kill him. Yeah. And then he laughs, laughs at it and just throws it to the side. And that's where it gets pretty freaky, actually. I can imagine this kind of scaring kids because this Crest of the Clown yeah. doll pulls out a giant knife and starts chasing Homer around with it. 
I, I enjoyed it. You know what, though? There's one joke that was in there that I wanted to mention real quick um, before we keep going, which was when Bart first got the doll and started opening it, Grandpa starts freaking <laughs> out and yelling about how it's evil. Like, it's evil. It's evil. But then Marge is like, Grandpa, you said that about all the gifts. And he goes, I just want attention. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good part. <laughs> so... I love that one. So, yeah, the doll starts chasing him with a knife. Also scares him out of the shower. Yeah. Like, just doing all kinds of stuff. Basically just torturing poor Homer. And then Homer tries to go drop it down in bottomless pit, but it follows him back out, straps itself to the bottom of his car, comes back home with him, and attacks him on his way out of the garage. And he's he's yelling to Marge, like, Marge, look, clown's trying to kill me, and the toaster's been laughing at me. <laughs> I, I like that, like... I don't know where the the toaster thing came from, but I appreciate that. I thought that was pretty funny. The toaster's been (laughs) laughing at me. So Marge looks at the box and ends up calling like the service people for this clown doll. So the so the service guy comes by and he looks at the back of the doll. And that's very much like Child's Play where they look at the back to see if they have batteries. So in this one, it's like he looks at it, he's like, oh, here's your problem. It was switched to evil and it just had a switch that went from good to evil on the back. So he moves it to good and then it's just super lovey-dovey and helpful to Homer. And <laughs> fast forward a little bit. It's getting him food. It's getting him beer. And it's just talks about taking the dog for a walk and he's like the dog buried yeah. me a few times and he's like yeah he'll yeah do he that. does that to old things <laughs> <laughs> the way that it ends is kind of funny where he goes home to his basically toy wife that is a malibu stacy doll in lisa's room in the like that that yeah, playhouse the yeah the dollhouse and essentially starts telling her about his day and how homer's working him like a slave and things like that oh yeah made him give him a oh, sponge yeah. bath <laughs> Uh, so all around, this is just a really funny episode. This is definitely my favorite episode, but there's so many good ones, and you only seen three. So I have a lot of catching up to do, basically. Definitely. Actually, <laughs> when I'm down there, they're going to be playing the 26th episode. I think that's coming out on the 25th, Ooh. so it'll be Sunday. So we should all watch that if we get a chance. And you know what, Chris? Now that we've talked about our three episodes, this seems like as good a time as any for our inner kids to come out and give us their overall assessment of the show. So how did little Chris feel about these Tales from the Treehouse? All right, come on out, little guy. Let's see what you got to say. My mommy and daddy said I can't watch Simpsons, but I did anyway. It was funny, and I like the clown because he's funny, and I like toys. The house one was funny, and dinosaurs were really cool, and I wanted to rain donuts. I gave this cartoon three full bowls of cereal with marshmallows. Joseph, it's your turn. Okay. The ongoing homages to the horror culture that I love mixed with the humorous Simpsons twist on some of my favorite classic tales leaves me with a fully satiated palette and always looking forward to the next year's installment. As a whole, I would highly recommend these segments, especially the earlier episodes, for a devilishly delightful combination of humor, horror, and Homer. A definite three overflowing bowls of cereal out of three for me. Take it away, old men. Thank you, little guys, for your interesting opinion i don't remember me being so disrespectful to my elders as a child i don't remember me being so dumb (laughs) but i do like toys and dinosaurs are pretty cool and now i think about it if it rained donuts i wouldn't be too sad either so okay not so bad good job little guy anyway (laughs) folks it looks like our milk supply has now run dry so now it's time to say goodbye Next week, we'll be concluding our spooktacular October cartoon spree when we watch The Halloween Tree. So once again, I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you next Saturday. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. 
Definitely reach out and let us know what cartoon you'd like us to cover, along with some of your favorite episodes we can feature them on our show. You can make a request, see the current request list, or speak with the show host by visiting the Cartoon Boom subreddit. You can also connect with our network by visiting nerdsloth.com or searching for Nerdsloth on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. See you next Saturday! 